Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Russell Wilson, back in week five, suffers the finger injury when his hand encountered Aaron Donald. Hasn't played since. Week 10 is here. Seahawks coming out of their bye. And Russell Wilson is cleared to return after the surgery to repair it, the rehab. The statement that was issued yesterday by Dr. Stephen Shin went over the top in the praise of Russell Wilson's relentless, unparalleled drive. And I'm not being, as I guess I am. I'm not a big fan of the myth-making when it comes to the superhuman efforts to heal. Like There's a certain amount of myth-making that I feel like goes into it, Chris. I I, I hear you. Yeah, it's kind of like... Everybody wants to be Willis Reed. Everyone piles on that subject. And yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sure, listen, does does he heal quicker than, you know, the normal Joe Schmo? You know, in the middle of town, yeah, of course he does. I mean, he's that's the reason he's, he's a professional he's athlete, a high functioning athlete for a reason. Yes. There's <laughs> tissues and muscles that, of course, are yeah, a little different, a little more adva- advanced. Let alone he's healthy and a psycho, and you know has incredible work ethic and believes he's got special powers to begin with. So uh, I'm not shocked that any of this is happening quicker than you know it might with a normal person. But yeah, I mean, th- I get tired of this talk of people you know lovey-dovey oh this is the this, this second paragraph this ever. this second yeah. paragraph i think dr shin missed his calling he should have been a writer i mean this is just glowing over the top use of adverbs and adjectives to just just heap praise all over russell wilson but regardless he's cleared and he'll be back this weekend at green bay apparently a 30 percent chance of snow in Green Bay. Russell Wilson has not played well at Lambeau Field. The Seahawks last won at Lambeau Field in 1999, Mike Holmgren's first year with the Seahawks when he brought his new team back to face his old team. That's a long time. That's 22 years since the Seahawks have won at Lambeau Field. It's not like they play there every year, but nevertheless, not an easy task. It will be a little easier because they're either not going to have Aaron Rodgers if he's not cleared by Sunday, or the more likely outcome, at least that's what everyone thinks at this point, he comes back Saturday. Matt LaFleur, the coach of the Packers, has already said that Rodgers will start on Sunday. 
if indeed he's cleared on Saturday. Now, LaFleur also tried to suggest that maybe they'll use both quarterbacks because it's going to be Jordan Love at practice all week, not Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so uh, we, we don't know for sure that we're going to see Aaron Rodgers. We don't know how well he's going to do, although I think he's probably experienced enough, smart enough, good enough that he could just show up and play and play well. Yeah. But, but that's the other side of this. Will we see Aaron Rodgers? How much of him will we see? And will he be as effective as he would have been if he hadn't been exiled from the building for 10 days? I have a hard time believing that he will be. I mean, I know he's still Aaron Rodgers, and he's you know going to be good, yes. But, uh, I mean, you know that amount of time off without you know throwing balls to your receivers and, and practicing, uh, even Aaron Rodgers, I would think, is going to be a little off, certainly. You know, and that's where it's going to get dicey, especially if Russell Wilson's playing. Yeah, the you know, again, the the Packers are good football team. They've established themselves as one of the better teams in the NFC. We know that. You know, you know, if not the best. I mean, I, I again, if Aaron Rodgers is playing on Sunday, they're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I don't really question that. And uh, you know, they got the Seattle Seahawks with. You know, their back's against the wall. They know they don't got much room for error, and that's where it's a big game. And, again, that's where I go back to this whole thing of I just can't believe Aaron Rodgers, you know, sat, you know, risked this because of, uh, you know, not getting vaccinated. I think that's where I'm more shocked than anything. That's where I just can't believe it. And, and of course, he, we're already seeing it kind of come about here. They lost to Kansas City. They're not the number one seed now. Just right away, after the big win against Arizona, boom, here you are. And, uh, yeah, I think that's disappointing, and, you know, it's a little disappointing the way – Mike, here's what bothers me. You know, again, I don't care that he didn't – I get... know this is difficult for you. Well, it is, I, don't, I don't care. You know me. That's going to show – I, I, I don't play favorites here. Like, he, he – he, I can't believe he risked it for the sake of the football team, for the sake of his own leg legacy. You know, he gives everybody – uh, a jump off point again to kind of make it look like, hey, you're a diva and it's all about you, 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 you. You know, in the in the interview with Pat McAfee, man, it was a lot of I, I, me, me, I, 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 me, me, me. Man, that's all everybody could tell me. Man, it's a lot of I talk from him. All right, so that doesn't look good on him. And then I think, yeah, breaking rules, right? Okay, you're not vaccinated. Follow the rules then. Follow the rules. Don't be disrespectful to people. You know, that, that to me is where I'm a little surprised by that as well. Uh, and, and from a lot of different standpoints there, as far as disrespecting people, the NFL, your organization, everything, you know, that. And then I think the, 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 the thing that probably bothers me is just, you know, how he was deceitful about it. You're Aaron Rodgers. This is a conversation in our country. Own it then if you don't want to get vaccinated. I'm fine with you not being vaccinated. That's fine, but own it. Let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Don't hide within the woke mob and then you get caught and then yell at the woke mob. Like, oh, hey, whoa, woke mob. You were, you were hiding amongst the woke mob. You're trying to let it all like, hey, I'm cool. I'm part of you guys. Oh, oh wait, I got caught? How dare the woke mob call me out? Like, that to me is where he looks foolish, in, in my opinion. And that's where, you know, I think he's, he's definitely lost fans and respect from people around the league and and uh, everybody that watches football because of that nothing in the course of the last six days has changed my initial opinion on the matter and it's very simple he didn't want to get vaccinated he didn't want to be criticized by anyone for not being vaccinated so he decided 
he was going to pretend he was vaccinated. Yeah. He was going to act like he was no different than the rest of the guys who have gotten the jab because he thought the rules were stupid. He didn't think he should have to wear a mask during press conferences and who knows whether and to what extent he wore a mask in the facility. But I think the rules are dumb. They don't apply to me. The Packers aren't going to make me do it because they're already afraid of me. Right. They already are tiptoeing around me. Right. And it, it was a perfect storm of events that caused him to make that choice that he's going to conceal his unvaccinated status, lie about it if he had to. And I reject completely and entirely any efforts by anyone to put blame on the reporters who were in the room on August 26th for not asking the magic question Wait, you said you're immunized. Does that mean, are you just playing games with us here, Aaron? Come on, Aaron. Do you mean you're not vaccinated and you're just saying you're immunized? Are you trying to pull a fast one here? Because when you're asked, are you vaccinated? And he says, yeah, I've been immunized. If you take off the yeah, then maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's an argument to be made that somebody should have said, wait a minute, are you using a different word because you're not vaccinated. I thought he didn't use vaccinated because it's a hot button and he's trying to stay away from either yeah, side, right. being mad at him. Right. Doesn't want to use the V word. That's what I said the next day. I wish yeah. I'd gone the next step like Michael Smith had and said, no, he's just full of crap. He's lying and he's covering it up. Because Chris, right after he says, yeah, I've been immunized. And I know we've plowed this ground, but I think it's important because there's people who are still hiding in this idea. Oh, it's a reporter's fault for not asking the question. That's baloney. That's crap. Stop it. Stop it. You're making yourself look like a fool by pushing that issue. He says, yeah, I've been immunized. And then he says, I'm not going to judge my teammates who haven't been vaccinated. Well, of course he's not. He's not vaccinated himself. And then he's asked, then he's asked, hey, Aaron, and I'm paraphrasing here, but hey, Aaron, you know, you got Kirk Cousins in Minnesota who's who's keeping himself in a hermetically sealed container. You've got the Patriots. They're not happy with Cam Newton because he's not vaccinated. Why did you do it? Did you do it? For football reasons, so you'd be available? Or did you just do it to set a good example? That's his moment to say, I'm sorry you've misunderstood me. I, I'm not really vaccinated. I, I know. I'm, I, did, I, did I lead you to believe I'm really vaccinated? No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, he answered it with the premise that he's vaccinated. Exactly. It's subtle. Right. It's subtle. Yeah. But when he answers that question, like, no, that's not the reason. Uh, come on. Uh, th that's what offends me more than anything else. And to me, and I'm going to give that that's the kind of moment where you, you provide a little window, just a little window into your soul and who you really are when you try to pull that crap. Yeah, that that's been the biggest problem for me. with well, all this. I, he, I, I hear you. he gave us a little glimpse into who he really is. And uh, it ain't pretty. No, that's where he's. Yeah, he's going to lose people. You know, again, I, I you know. I, I've only met him twice in my life real quick, so I don't know Aaron Rodgers. But, and I don't want to say that gives you a look at what he really is, but like, he at least is going to give everybody the ammo to exactly like say that and go where they want with it. There, there's no doubt. It's going to be hard for him to fight back against that narrative of selfish Aaron Rodgers, diva Aaron Rodgers, all he cares about is himself. You know, that, that's the narrative around him. You know, there's there's a faction of the Green Bay fan base that's sick of Aaron Rodgers. We know that. They're sick of it. They always feel like it's something. So this doesn't help his case. That's where, you know, it, it, this is, uh, it can affect his legacy in, in more than one way here. Because, again, if they don't get the number one seed and now they're the number three seed, let's say, 
And yeah, they don't get the advantage of you just talked about. Seattle hasn't won in Green Bay in 21 years. It's hard to win in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is awesome, and they know how to play in that cold weather. It's a great home field advantage. So they lose that. That's going to hurt his legacy from there. And then he had the legacy of a little bit, in my opinion, of being honest in a good interview. And now he's kind of hurt that as well, let alone... I just, hey, he's a brilliant guy. We know that. He's in that conversation, as you always say, smartest guy in the room type of brain. Anybody you ever talk to, you know, bring the conversation to light then. That's fine. You know, again, like bring it out. Let's let's talk about it. You don't agree with it. It's, it's a, it could be a healthy conversation for our country to lead us. But he was afraid of the I woke know, mob. that's the what he was afraid was of. So he hugged. They were going to cancel him. I know. He hid within the woke mob, though. And then got mad when he got busted and got mad at them. And that's where I'm I just, reject that, too. I know. He, he, I mean, he just didn't want to be criticized. He didn't. It's not You're a right. matter of he's You're worried right. about the work model. Nobody's going to cancel Aaron Rodgers. No. The Packers are not going to cut Aaron Rodgers because he's unvaccinated. That's for damn sure because they knew he was unvaccinated. This isn't about cancel culture or the woke mob. No, That's just a, a talking point that gets used by those who don't want to be criticized or held accountable for their actions or their words. The, 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 it's so so uh, that's as simple as it is. And now, now, as uh, the world digests what he said on Friday, and it was 45 minutes of a lot of stuff on which people could comment, the report comes from People Magazine, of all places, last night. A source close to Aaron Rodgers. Now, I don't know if that's his fiance, Shailene Woodley, or a publicist, or somebody. A source close to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and I don't know anything about the journalistic reputation of People Magazine, but they published the story, so it's worth commenting on. Aaron Rodgers feels like he just shared his point of view, and now he's being crucified for it. He knew some people would disagree with him, but he didn't know that it would become the bleep storm it became. People who he thought were friends are turning on him. He's upset and he's very unhappy with the response. It's bizarre to me that people's got this scoop. It's bizarre. And, you know, with him, supposedly, you know, there's nothing accidental. This is one of the curses of being smart. Things just don't kind of spontaneously happen. Is this the plan? What's the what's the goal in leaking to People magazine this woe is me routine, which further tries to paint him as a victim, Chris? Yeah, I I, I mean, I listen, I, I yeah, you would think, you know, again, yeah, he's in kind of a Hollywood crowd for sure that there's some accuracy there. You know, to a degree, we don't know, but yeah, I mean, every we do know to a degree because we've we've seen how he is throughout his career, and and of course, this is why we're here to begin with because he's afraid of or doesn't like when people are a little adverse to things he says or does or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I'm just it's disappointing. Yeah, he's he's my favorite quarterback. You know that. I think he's the greatest quarterback to ever play. I, I don't, but uh, the way he handled this situation. Um, disrespectful, deceitful, um, some misinformation bullcrap that he threw out there. And um, I just thought I would expect it to have been a little more honest and a little bit more leader about the conversation and just to own it and, and bring up these facts and talk about it, you know, with a healthy conversation. But he went another route because of what you said. He was worried about people and how they would judge him. 
let's spin it forward then. He's going to return. He will, I assume, be fined by the NFL for his past protocol violations. Now, remember, the NFL will not suspend you for repeat violations until you've already been disciplined and warned. Repeat violations can get you suspended, but repeat violations for which you've never been disciplined, the NFL was asleep at the switch. The Packers were asleep at the switch. It's just going to be a fine. It could be a large fine, but it's going to be a fine of Aaron Rodgers. But he will be told, I believe, When he comes back, even though he has a 90-day testing holiday, 90 days of not being knocked out for five days due to being a close contact, that doesn't apply to him. But the mask rules still do. So he's going to be told you got to comply with the protocols or else going forward. And what if he just doesn't want to? Is he going to refuse to do press conferences because he thinks it's stupid to wear a mask? Is he going to complain about having to wear the mask the whole time? Or And Chris, I said this yesterday. And, and I still believe it is a faint blip on the edge of the radar screen, but it's a blip on which I am keeping my eye. I still think there's a chance that he just says between now and Saturday, screw all of you. I'm out. I'm done. I'm gone. Bye-bye. You shouldn't have done this to me. I can't believe you did this to me. As, you know, and this whole, that, that the way he bastardized the MLK quote, I could see him taking a stand saying, this entire system is unjust. Everyone's being unjust. I'm retiring. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's even a, a 3% possibility. But I'll tell you what, when you see these quotes being leaked, this idea that he's being crucified and he's so stunned by the outcome, that lays the foundation for him to say, I just can't do this. He, you know, if he's even if he's making a power play, he can hide in this idea of I, I'm I'm so rattled by this. I just can't put myself in the frame of mind to play football. I mean, I I, well, I don't doubt some of those thoughts go through his head, Mike. I don't doubt that. But I think at the end of the day, it still goes back to like, you know, what we talk about. I think legacy is important to him. And I think if he says, screw it, or I'm not playing anymore, he realizes how he'll be viewed forever. And that is where even though he might be going, hey, screw this, F that, I don't want to come back to hell with all these people and all this crap and the media and all that. I just think those two things are going to make him check back in the door and go, okay, I'm the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Let's play football. Uh, and boy, but- for as bright as his future looked post-playing career after the Jeopardy thing, and and they they raved about how you know all the great things he's going to do once he's done playing, there's a lot of damage that needs to be undone. No it's, doubt. It's not going to be easy no for him. No doubt. It's not a good look for I, him. I'll tell you sure. what. He, he hit rock bottom last week, and he kept digging. And usually on Tuesdays, he's on with Pat McAfee. I, yeah, you know, I, 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 what, what do you think? Is he going to do it today? Yes or no? Yes, I think he's going to do it, and they won't even talk about the subject. That it's going to be just all football, 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 and they won't even get close to breaching this conversation at all. How, how can how can you not do that though? Well, because those are his buddies, this? and that's why he does the show. So that that's why. Well, I know. well, but that's what that's what ultimately got him into trouble on Friday. Because they gave him such a wide berth to yeah. say whatever he wanted. He's so comfortable in that environment. He spewed 45 minutes of verbal diarrhea, and there was no one there. You know how every once in a while I reel you in to keep you away from the third rail? Right. You know how we, you know. I know, yeah. I, you're there, worried there, on my, yeah, I got you. Got you. Yeah, there's no one there right. to say, Aaron, Aaron, whoa, whoa, that, that will be fine. Right. No one was in a position to say that to him. Because he's so comfortable there, because if he's anything other than completely comfortable, he's not going to do it. He's not going to appear on any show where he's going to get any real 
pushback or scrutiny. It'll be some perfunctory stuff, but nothing that really pushes back against him. Because if you push too hard, he's just not going to do it. He's not going to do it. So he, he, he really, his desire and his obsession with avoiding criticism created this mess that he yeah, was in right. on Friday. Right. Because he's got such a favorable platform where no one is going to push him. He was able, unchecked, to say all of that stuff. And it wasn't until afterward that he realized, oh, geez, I shouldn't have said all that stuff. But the guys he was saying it to weren't going to be the ones to tell him. No, they weren't. You're right. They weren't going to lead him in any different direction or, or try to maybe, yeah, clarify some of the things he says. But, yeah, he's he's definitely stepped in it. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, like I said last week, uh, when, when Aunt, when Aunt Wendy, I just that's the example I use because Aunt Wendy's, a, you know, she's a football fan. She loves Aaron Rodgers. I mean, she's not happy about it. She doesn't think it's a good look, and I think there's a lot of other people that feel the same way. Uh, and uh, he's going to have to deal with this for a little while, for sure. We need to go to break because we've done three segments in 90 minutes, and we have to do three segments in 30 we got minutes. Good but stuff before to do. we go, yeah. before we go, what? I will say this. Todd, very loyal fan of the show, pointed out to me that after our rant about Christmas music on Sirius XM 85, they played a commercial for the Christmas channel. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Sirius. Sorry. <laughs> Let's take a it. break. More PFT Live right after this. <laughs> Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Controversy in Charlotte on Sunday. Mac Jones, the strip sack. Balls loose, balls loose. Mac Jones grabbing Brian Burns by the ankle. I think he was trying to put him in a figure four leg lock there, Christopher. Look at this. We got some wrestling going on. I went to a football game and a wrestling match uh, broke out. Burns would be okay. He was uh, gone for a few plays. Both Mac Jones and Bill Belichick said that Mac Jones thought that Brian Burns actually had the football and he was making a tackle. I don't know that I buy that one. I don't think I buy that one. Yeah, I, I, I think I hear, Mac yeah. Jones. I think Mac Jones has been immunized from the truth on that one. Well, I, I hear you. Listen, I, I can speak to you know. You get blindsided in a football game. You don't know what the hell is going on. You know, you just got crushed. You hit the ground and got crushed again, and you're not sure what's going on. So you get up. You're discombobulated. 
you know people are going in one direction. You can kind of see that through your senses, and you're going, wait, everybody's going this way, and you, you do hold on for dear life. Uh, you know, again, it's not the best look. I understand that from Mac Jones, but I, I don't think all right, the two things that jump out to me. I don't think he's like trying to be dirty here. I think he's just going, wait, I'm not going to let that guy recover the football or if well, he it's holding. The football, Isn't it holding? He's like, holding. He I guess you have call the ball, holding, it's holding for sure. Right? The other thing I would say is like, I, again, this is I'm not trying to be insensitive here, but like. Brian Burns was the one who twisted his own leg, it looks like to me. He's the one that tried to twist himself out of it. Like, I'd like to give Mac Jones the credit for being that strong, but we've seen his body, and I don't think he was I don't think he was turning his knee to the point where he made the rest of Brian Burns' body flip around either. You know, so I think there's that aspect, let alone like, you know, yeah, again, I, I not it's not favorable to Mac Jones, but I, I didn't view it as dirty. I, I'm not gonna say that. Who was the master of the figure four leg lock? More oh, important. I know. I can't remember that. I, I I don't remember that. But like, here's the 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 other aspect too. I mean, hey, stuff like that happens all the time. I mean, you see runners having the ball and being grabbed by the ankle and somebody holding gator on. tackle. They call it the gator tackle, yeah. right? So I mean, that's it's 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 not like it's the craziest thing we've ever seen in the sport before. And I can get behind that he's a little discombobulated after getting crushed like that and not knowing what's going on. You know, yeah, he held. It, it's not the best look, but I do think Brian Burns was the guy that initiated the flip turn there and maybe even, you know, hurt himself a little bit more than he should have been uh, because of that. Let's hear from one of Brian Burns' teammates, Hassan Reddick, and also Mac Jones on the allegedly dirty play. I definitely thought it was a dirty play. I actually saw and witnessed the play, my, the, the whole, uh, what was happening as I was running um seeing him over there uh first it looked like he was trying to trip or kick burns and then next thing you notice i saw him tugging on burns ankle uh, i thought it was completely dirty um hopefully it's something that the league addresses yeah after i got hit pretty hard um, i didn't really know exactly what was going on i thought he had the ball and um, it was my job to try and make the tackle and you know obviously when you get up and see the ball is actually down down the field a little bit more um it was just a bang-bang play, and um, I didn't mean to hurt anybody or anything like that. I was just trying to tackle him and make the play. You know, I didn't really know what was going on. Um, I did what I did in, in real time, and um, it kind of just is what it is. Um, it is what it is, and we'll see what the NFL does about it, if anything. Uh, who knows? Uh, there, there is some interpretation, I think, that we could apply to this. Like you said, did Burns – twist around himself did he think yet I, I don't know I don't know but it just looked odd yeah it, it looked does. dirty in real time and it did look like he was trying to get him on the ground so he could do what Greg the Hammer Valentine used to do <laughs> put people in the figure four leg lock which, which actually if you're in a figure four leg lock it hurts it hurts a lot it definitely hurts no doubt. it definitely hurts yes the, the the wrestling may be fake the outcome may be predetermined but a lot of the stuff hurts including the figure four leg lock let's take a break the Raiders 2020 draft class not looking good. Another member of round one from that year gone from the team. We'll discuss that next on PFT Live. There's the Raiders 2020 draft class Yikes. in yellow. The guys who are no longer on the team. We spoke at length last week about the Henry Ruggs tragedy. Now, Damon Arnett, first-round pick 
in 2020. Also gone, Mike Mayock, GM of the Raiders, talking about the decision to cut and also the decision to draft Damon Arnett. There have been a series of bad decisions over the last year or so, but we can't stand, we cannot stand for the video of Damon with a gun threatening to take a life. We spent an awful lot of time trying to understand his behavior and really what kind of tilted everything in the direction of, okay, let's go ahead and draft him, um, was that we knew that coaching staff pretty well. We knew what they had asked him to do his last year at Ohio State. They felt very strongly that they knew who we had on our staff and that we'd be able to work with this young man and not only help him on the football field, but help him in his life. And, um, you know, obviously in hindsight, we weren't able to do it. And I know people, a lot of people, including myself, we were all concerned about this, but we, at the time, we thought it was an acceptable risk. And obviously it's painful on all levels. Well, it's definitely painful for the Raiders from a football standpoint to have that many guys gone. And I still don't know who was calling the shots. That's that to me. That's the question, right? It's a million dollar question. Mayock setting the table. Gruden's making the call, but Gruden's making the call. Like I, I, I'll use this example: Thanksgiving, right? Coming up in a couple of weeks. More timely to talk about that than Christmas. The person with the plate ultimately decides what he or she's going to eat, but your universe of options is what's on the table. And Mayock's putting it on the table. And Gruden's the one who's making the, the choices as to what he's going to put on his plate. So, you know, at, if you got reason to shy away from a guy, Mayock's kind of the gatekeeper there to say, no, 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 this, we shouldn't do this. I, I just I don't know enough about the dynamics, and I don't know that saying these were John Gruden's picks is going to save Mike Mayock when the time comes for accountability, when your 2020 draft class is completely wiped out. Oh, and the guy that you took fourth overall in 2019, Cleveland Farrell, was a healthy scratch at one point earlier this year. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's certainly not a factor for their defense on a weekly basis, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a lot of first-round picks some guys that were supposed to really come through to help your football team, and it, it hasn't come to fruition at all, not even close. And, of course, now they're gone. Uh, I don't know. I will say at the end of that clip there when he says, I know that was certainly a concern of mine, that I felt like he was trying to give you a clue like, I don't know if I backed this guy. This is, was my issue. But the coaches, we knew it, and, you know, Gruden liked him, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's, that's how I kind of took that. I don't know if I'm right or wrong about that. And then, hey, the other aspect of this is, you know, with players like that, and, you know, you, you might be worried about how they react in the NFL. This is where the NFL is different than college. You know, college, these coaches can keep their eyes on these players a lot more. There's a lot more checkpoints. You know, oh, they're going to, you know, the, the, uh, the dorm over here. We got a lot of eyes on the guy. We know what he's doing, what he's not doing. He's checking in to eat here. We know what he's doing, what he's not doing. You know, we got people all around the campus and we know all the people at the local bars. We know what he's doing. We know what he's not doing. NFL, you don't know that. And I think we're also seeing the the Las Vegas factor rearing its yes. ugly head here in, in the NFL with young players that I think has to be taken to account as well. That's something that Peter King addressed in Football Morning in America, speaking to someone else from within the league. Basically, I wouldn't want to be responsible for a team in Las Vegas. Tough. Oof. And, and – 
We worried about it from the perspective of proximity to gambling. Well, now the gambling is everywhere. It's more about just the, you know, you're in Vegas all the time. The vibe of Vegas, yeah. All the time. All the time. The distractions, the temptations are always there to maybe drink more than you should. To get yourself into into interactions that could, could lead to inexplicable videos like the one that Damon Arnett posted that was the 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 final nail for him in Las Vegas. So that that's a factor as well. Let's take a break. Goats in a bad way. Oh, draft. here we Chris's go. Favorite Let's segment cut of the segments week. out for goats in a bad way. Let's cut them all here's out. Goat, here's goats <laughs> in a bad way right after this on PFT live. Florisms. Rised rose. Conjugation is not my strong suit anymore. The cynic in me is one of the reasons why the platform rised to the level that it did. Or rose. I don't know. Conjugation is not my strong suit anymore. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> um. Florisms. Alright, that's fine. That's fine. Woke mob coming to get me. Yeah. Here comes the woke mob. No, that's good. You I rise like that. up okay. to the challenge, all right. I did. That that <laughs> is from hanging around you. I'm sorry, I'm not deflecting here. The past four years, my brain has gradually disintegrated yes. because of you. And I not because it. of the things you smoke. You still haven't sent me any. Not that I would smoke it. <laughs> and then hopefully they don't check the package. But but because of association with you. Yes. You're a bad influence. Yeah, Goats in right. a bad way draft. And people have clamored for the trivia question, so we have one. Two players are tied for the NFL lead with 11 interceptions. Name one. Mm, 11 interceptions. Thrown, not not actually. Yeah, no, I know. Oh. I'm trying. I mean, I, Mahomes is close. I, I mean, I, I think I'm because we're doing goats in a bad way. I think I wrote the name down. Uh, Sam Darnold. I mean, Sam Darnold. Yes, play the horns. Yes. The horns. Yes. There it is. There are the horns. Boom. It's Darnold and it's Mahomes. Mah- oh, Mahomes, Mahomes has 10. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has I was going to say, I thought Mahomes Sam had Darnold. 10, and I was like, wait, did he throw an interception last week? I couldn't remember. Um, ah, that's Joe Burrow. It's, it's kind of you don't expect to hear his name in that convo. Man, there's All the, right, first pick. There, there's lots yeah, there's of, a lot goats of goats in a bad way here with this one. I'll, I'll just stick with him. Just lead it off. I'll stick with the trivia answer. Sam Darnold. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 been bad. It's been horrible. I don't know what else to say. It's three interceptions. You know, one was a great one by Jamie Collins where he just jumped up out of the, the mosh pit of the defensive line and made the great play. But, you know, I mean, this has been, what, four or five weeks in a row now. The game's 14-6. to six. You're driving. You're in field goal territory. You got a good defense. You know, I... Just Aaron throw, bad decision. I still can't figure out who he was trying to throw to on the J.C. Jackson 88-yard interception return for a TD that closed the deal. Uh, so the Sam Darnold, uh, I got to go with him because he's just shown nothing that's going to show signs that it's, it's going to spark or come to life there, and I think that's what's concerning. And he said after the game, I'm still the starting quarterback. Well, Definitely not after this season and maybe not for the rest of the season at some point if they decide to just go with P.J. Walker. Aaron Rodgers is my first pick. I mean, for all the reasons we've discussed, creating a major distraction for his team, not being available for his team, 
And, you know, on one hand, he proves how valuable he is. But at the end of the day, yeah. if they don't win the one seed, right. how do you vote for him for MVP after all of this stuff, especially if they don't win the one seed because of a game that he missed? And I really and I wrote about this. And, of course, people get triggered now because it, it becomes a red state, blue state thing. But I don't like the idea of him doing his 45 minute diatribe two days before the Packers are playing the Chiefs. I mean that that creates a distraction for the team. That it's just that they had to deal with all this crap yes. that was created by Aaron Rodgers all week long. So for all those reasons, he's my first pick. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just it's bad on the whole organization. I mean, and, and it put Jordan Love in a tough spot. It doesn't make that look good. I mean, it, it all looked bad. And I mean, poor Matt Lafleur again. Matt Lafleur again. I'd like everybody. Can we inject him a little higher in like? You know, the odds as far as being coach of the year. I mean, how many years does he have to be good and put fires out and manage a football team and answer questions the right way before we start to give the damn guy respect? Uh, I wish that would happen. Um, I think I'm, I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford, I think, for the next one. I mean, Matthew Stafford, the two interceptions, of course, horrible in the football game. Hey, the big question of the game was, can the Titans offense work without Derrick Henry? And uh, this is where I'm shocked by McVay and Stafford a little bit with the shotgun come out, throw the ball every play approach a little bit in the fact that, well, we didn't even get to see if Tennessee can really move the ball on the offensive side of the ball because the Rams just handed the game to them early on and said, hey, don't worry, you don't got Derrick Henry. We're, we don't even need to find out what you guys, you guys save it for next week. I, I think that's the shocking thing to me. And of course, both interceptions were horrible. One was Carson Wentz-ish. I don't know if he watched film in the week before and was like, wait, I can do something dumber than Carson Wentz. Watch this. I'm going to do a 360 and then throw an interception. Uh, but that and Kevin Byer had certainly hurt them. And you got to give the Titans credit for two straight weeks. I do. They yes. put a quarterback in a spot where no doubt he did something ridiculously stupid in the end zone because I got, he was I'm not trying. You're in right. That moment. You're right. But but, but you're right. Stafford yeah. deserves it. All right. I'm going Tony Carrente. I was going to wait. Damn, I, I was going to wait you too. Wouldn't. I know. Uh, yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> but but it's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, the, the the inexcusable calls between the the low block that wasn't outside the tight end box and wasn't even a block and the taunting and the hip check. Tony, sorry, Tony. Uh, they're, they're supposed to be seen and not heard and not talked about, but Kareni is going to be talked about, I think, all day long. Let's take a break. Round three of the Goats in a Bad Way draft when PFT Live continues right after this. All right, two rounds in, one round to go. Goats in a bad way, week nine. Christopher, you are up. Well, I certainly could take Josh Allen. Tyrod Taylor would be in the conversation. I think I'm going to go with Derek Carr on this one, though. Uh, you know, getting upset by the New York Giants on the road. You know, and, and Derek Carr, you know, obviously been the MVP of that football team this year. He's done a lot of good things, uh, but... Uh, the two turnovers, the two interceptions specifically, I'm not going to blame the strip sack fumble at the end of the game totally on him. That's, you know, that's, that's tough. That's going to happen. But the pick six to start the second half, you know, hey, it's a Giants offense that we know is not hitting on all cylinders. And then, of course, the, pi the pick uh, in the fourth quarter when they were kind of driving, he tries to throw a ball down the, the right sideline. Xavier McKinney gets the second interceptions. Those were big parts of the football game. Uh, certainly helped the Giants to win the game and, and put them up by seven that last interception. So he handed them 10 points there in the second half. 
It's funny. I, I I was watching the game along with all the others, thinking, you know, it's yeah, you know, maybe I was wrong about Derek Carr. I kind of like what he's doing. I like where he's going. Maybe, maybe he is better than I thought he was, and then he threw the pick six. Right after that thought went through my brain. <laughs> so that thought will never return to my brain. I got to go your boy Blue. I know yeah. you didn't want to do it. I got to go Josh Allen. He knows it. He knows it. No doubt. It, uh, six points against the Jaguars. Right. right. Six points, and we saw the regression back to 2018 right. Josh Allen. Now, maybe, maybe Brian Dayball – should be the goat. Maybe Sean McDermott should be the goat. I don't know. Maybe some of the guys on offense, but he's the he's the guy. And it's no it, doubt. It, it's it didn't work. They they went from being so dominant early in the season. Once they lost to the Titans, they kind of lost their and they still scored thirty one points in that game. I know, but they kind of lost their edge a little bit. Definitely, definitely did. I, I you know I I it's something I've talked about on my podcast. I don't know how many times I've said it to you, Mike. Though. Even when they were scoring points, I never felt like the offense was functioning at a high level. You know, there's a lot of short fields created by the defense. It hasn't been the same look as last year. And, you know, he did regress in that game. But it's too Josh Allen-centric on that football team. He can't be the leading rusher and try to do everything on offense every play. That's where uh, I feel it's tough on him. But, man, those were some bad turnovers. They should have won that game like 12-9 to or 15-9. to that does it for today's PFT Live. Tune in to Peacock at 5 p.m. Eastern when we'll know where OBJ will play next. Maybe. See you. See ya. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.